time for another 2024 NHL draft profile. This time, Ivan Demidoff with our good friend, Sam McGilligan. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Probably part of the Locked on Network, we cover your team every day. And if you want to be an everyday, all you have to do is just follow on wherever you get podcasts, or you can watch on YouTube as well. And we continue our 2024 NHL Draft Profiles, talking about one of the most exciting uh, and also mysterious players in the draft with Ivan Demidov, uh, the Russian uber uber skilled player and we have our good friend sam mcgilligan who helps out our good buddies scouting also does work over at puck preps um so he's going to be joining us to discuss demidov and uh spoiler mcgilligan is high super high on uh ivan demidov so before we get into that do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you guys uh, by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more hits. Uh, so visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. And now we are joined by good friend Sam McGilligan. What's up, buddy? Not a whole lot. How are you, my friend? Good. Uh, if you guys don't know Sam McGilligan, uh, he puts the ouch in scouting as he works with our good friend, uh, Will Scouch, also does work over at Puck, Puck Preps. And you are here to discuss uh, somebody who I know you are very jazzed about, Ivan Demidov, uh, the Russian forward. Uh, so before we get into it, a little bit of information on our good friend Ivan. Uh, 5'11", 168 pound forward, playing currently playing in the MHL. Uh, with the SKA uh, St. Petersburg team, 23 games, 20 goals, 25 assists, and 119 shots on goal. So, Sam, as I always ask, what makes Ivan Demidov so intriguing? His feet. His feet. His, his feet. feet. Oh, his feet. are we going full Rex Ryan already? <laughs> A little bit. Um, man, his skating is like breathtaking tier of its own in the mm. draft there's no close second well i mean there's a lot of good skaters but nobody moves like him nobody shifts away from pressure like him nobody he chains moves around guys and it looks like he's a soccer player on a hockey uh when everyone else is stuck in skates he has access to like full like cleats out there just mm. dancing around guys he is skill is completely unmatched the hands are incredible the shot is great. The tools are all there for just anything he wants to do. Um, it's funny because he had, like you say, he's got 20 goals in the MHL. The MHL is not like, it's a, the best junior league in Russia, but it's not an elite junior league compared to, let's say, I prefer J20 in Sweden much more. But Demidov is so good that he's basically just doing whatever he wants. He's so well above the league that he's just kind of in like do whatever he wants mode. And because of that, his 45 points is actually an incredible disappointment because the guy should probably have about 80 
<laughs> if he was playing, if he was truly trying to play the most efficient hockey, he could probably have four points a game in that league, which is such a stupid thing to say. It is an exaggeration to an extent, but it's yeah. not that crazy because he is 45 points right now, and he's you. He's so frustrating. He's so okay. frustrating right now because so. Let's yeah. uh, so you 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 so he's so frustrating and for reading everything and you know he's he's kind of he's playing in the MHL which if you just a quick reminder MHL and then you have uh, the the VHL which is kind of like their version of like the AHL yeah uh, then you have the KHL which is their version of the NHL so he's playing in the junior league um, you know as a 17, 18 year old um, but is he he's kind of Highlight reel or bust? Is that kind of the feeling watching him? Where it's or, kind of like he's so that that's the frustrating part. It's because he's I don't know if it's boredom, I don't know if it's just bad habits because nobody's ever been able to do anything for, for him. When I first saw Ivan Demidov, it was last year in his D minus mm-hmm. one. That tape is better than any player of this year, including college celebrating. Like, it's close, Carlos Celebrini, but like Ivan Demidov last year was about the best, most exciting player I think I've ever watched. He was in a draft. I watched this in a draft that had Bedard, Fantilli, Michkov, Carlson, Smith, all of those guys. And I think, I think Demidov is more fun than all of them because he would mm. just skate circles around three dudes at the same time, every one of them committing, and he would just whoop, whoop, whoop through everyone spin-off guys he uses the mohawk stance that like funny little like where they open their legs and they just like turn like that he uses it <laughs> so effortlessly that it makes it look like why isn't everyone else doing it even though there's lots of reasons why nhl players will do it but he does it with so much speed and yeah his pivots are so sharp no but like as soon as he catches an edge you just watch other dudes they're waiting for the moment and they still can't keep up with them this is the tr- this is the same when he's in that he's played pro games and they couldn't touch him there either he just mm. didn't do the right thing if I so that's why yeah that's what like, i was gonna say that's my question so like yes all this sounds awesome but once you like get start kind of working your way up right you have to play against men etc etc et and pro hockey coaches this is going to be like one of those things where like uh coaches hate that right uh like yes you want creative players and stuff but um you also want guys who are going to like not make dumb mistakes and is that is this a thing where you think it's going to be able to like kind of rain back or is this going to be one of those things where he's just maybe is going to struggle with his entire career I don't think he's going to struggle with his entire career, mostly because the thing with Demidov is you just see him actively make the decision to not do certain things, right? Like he'll, yeah, he won't take a certain passing lane, even though it's there. And you'll be like, brother, why aren't you just making the pass? It's so much easier for you if you just make the pass. But the amount of time he'll, he basically does it half the time. And then the other half, he just says, nah. It's kind of like a bit like, well, this is something that people said about Will Smith last year. They got frustrated with him, especially I myself early on because he was opting to just take the puck and do unbelievably hilarious but dumb things. And you'd mm-hmm. be like, bro, what are you doing? But then as the year went on, you started to catch the pattern. I was like, he he knows those passing lanes are there. He can hit them. There's not a concern that he can hit them or not. He's just choosing not to do it. Like so many yeah high-end players at this age are going to do because it's like why i would do it too if i was that good i just you know yeah so with demidov there's that there's the other aspect 
this one's a bit harder to speak on because I don't, for those who remember the Michkov conversations last year, it was all like first half of the season when he was playing with SKX, which is the team, the organization, at least that Demidov is with. Mm -hmm. He was like, this is Matt Michkov. This is the guy. It was really kind of like, sure. Yes. But then he He got loaned out. Loaned out in the first game was like, oh, that's Matt Vemichkov. And at this point, I think everyone's just like, is Demidov going to get loaned out? Because I would like to see them play anywhere else. We don't get to see him at the World Juniors, which he would have probably not been picked for because they don't take underagers often. But mm-hmm. I wish they would take him. He should have. And he would have danced around the Canadian team in circles. Nobody on <laughs> the Canadian defense would have been able to do anything to him. He is probably the most dynamic player of the last four years outside of, like, Bedard and Tilly. Like, he's in the Eklund grouping at minimum and only goes higher. Like, Eklund is caliber is, like, the lowest I would place him, which... I try not. I don't really think the 2024 draft is filled with a lot of exceptional talent, especially once you get past like the fourth, fifth pick. But yeah. this is the one where it's like, yeah, that's an exceptional talent. Like if I'm at number two, there's no one else I'm even considering, even though I know I'm taking on more risk versus a Berkeley Katten or a Caden Lindstrom because you, how do you not? Right, like, how do you <laughs> let a guy like this kind of slip through your fingers? He's an incredible player. There's so many flaws. Don't get me wrong; he's frustrating. Yeah. And there's a chance that, like, if you sat down and you talked with him, ran through game tape with him, you would walk away going, "I don't know anymore." But like, I don't. It's hard to make that read so accurately from afar. So I'm sitting there watching him now, and I'm just like, "Yeah, no, right now." From the information I have, this kid is a rock star. He is the closest thing. I don't usually use the NHL comparable, but for this one, there actually is a fitting one. I think he's kind of like Kaprizov, mm. which is very high praise. That's like, very high praise. That's yeah, like you're like walking in. That's 100 points walking in the door type of, of situation. I like, truly, like, this is the type player. of player when you watch them, you're like, oh, so every other time someone was like, yeah, they could be an Art Ross contender. They were lying, but this one actually can contend for an Art Ross. Will and me were talking about this, and he was like, we both were like, we were just like, this guy could be on the Hall of Fame. Like, I mm. think Will said it on his uh, ranking stream we did on Monday. Oh. <laughs> He could be on cereal boxes was like the way that he said it. He's like, he's so good. And he's such like, if he pops, he will be like one of the most sold jerseys in the league. He will be like a fan base will worship him. Whoever gets him. Yep. Like he's the star. He's the guy. He's got an aggression to his game. Like it's fine. I've been waiting to lead into this. There is an aggression to Ivan Demidov. All right, guys, before we continue with our good friend Sam, uh, we get more into Demidov, and then we also talk about uh, a little bit about Sam's early, early 2024 rankings, and I grill him on his uh, Lashuvnov ranking. So before we get into all that, do want to take a quick break here. 
the Super Bowl is almost here. What better way to celebrate than with FanDuel, America's number one sports book? If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday, it's a great day, right? You're going to get the best seat on the couch. Make sure you have some of your favorite foods ready to go, plenty of snacks, uh, and nothing better than placing a couple bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Get. I love the Christian McCaffrey rushing touchdown and receiving touchdown in this game. Uh, maybe if you want to parlay that with a Niners win, I think Kyle Shanahan exercises the ghost. Um, I think the Niners finally uh, become victorious. So not only can you bet on who's going to win Super Bowl 58, FanDuel is best for which player will score touchdowns, how many points will be scored, and basically any prop under the sun. New customers join today. You get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Okay. That's, that and that's is... really quick before you get into that. And that's, we hear with Mike Greer, right? Mike Greer wants fast, aggressive, in-your-face type of players. That doesn't mean you need to be six foot five, 230 pounds. Like uh, we see Eklund, right? Eklund is not the biggest guy in the world, but he plays with that fast, aggressive style play. So don't just kind of be like, oh, Mike Greer isn't going to want a, a player like this because, again, he's five foot, 11, 168 pounds as a 17, 18-year-old kid. Um, it's all about the style of play. So let's, sorry, get to your aggressive yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> the pace this kid plays with sometimes it can be very slow and frustrating when he's just kind of in the like whatever zone. But the problem with him is solely he is chasing the highlight on every play. He's yep. basically charging at defenders straight on and trying to put this puck through their legs every time when he can just go on his edge for a millisecond and already beat people. Like he's got that. He can shift laterally like I've never seen. There are highlights of him dangling one dude while a second defender comes in to stop him. He just slightly points his feet another way, and it looks like the other guy didn't know how to skate. He can't keep up with them. He can't turn fast enough. His hole, his momentum's off, his angle's off. Then Demidov gets around him, slightly moves his feet, and he's gone 90 degrees facing towards the net with a third defender coming in. He moves his feet ever so slightly again. Now he's angled away from that guy shooting on the goalie. And three defenders are like, what happened? All of this happens in like maybe two and a half seconds. Maybe. Probably less. Lightning quick. uh, Lightning. I'll send you clips for this just because like (laughs) I won't make these comments without sending you the highlights. Like the highlights are there. They are holy. Like he's going to break hockey Twitter when the highlights of this kid start going around and everyone's paying attention to the draft and June and the highlights that are going to yeah. nuts operation get right. Eklund a friend will be at its all time peak. <laughs> we have so many, we're getting so many friends for Eklund. Um, <laughs> so what do you think? I mean, you mentioned the feet, right? And we, you mentioned the kind of frustrating play of, of him kind of, and that's, um, I think a maturity factor where we'll see, yeah. you know, you kind of mentioned Will Smith kind of going through the same thing. We see Will, Will Smith at Boston college still make some of those passes. But again, like every, for nine out of 10 times, he makes that pass when he needs to make that pass uh, with a guy like Will Smith. But um, with Demidoff, you know, kind of, if the sharks don't get Celebrini, um, what, and they decide to pick Demidoff, um, where does he kind of just jump to the top of the Sharks uh, pipeline rankings ahead of Will Smith? Yes. Uh, like, is that where you you have him as 
the number one Sharks prospect. Yeah. yeah. Demidov at his best is at his best, his absolute peak. He's more exciting to me than Meechkov was. He'd be neck and neck with like Fantilli last year. Mm. And you loved Mishkov last year. I you loved Mishkov. Came very, very, you came on this podcast and, and made the argument for drafting Mishkov. Um, and I guess that's the next question, right? Is We had the Mishkov thing last year. We knew, of course, Mishkov is going to come over for three years. Uh, Demidov's contract expires after the 24-25 season. So we could see him over in North yeah. America in you know literally a year after he gets drafted. Um, are, are you? There was a lot of... I don't want to say red flags, but there's a lot of stuff around Michkov. Um, you know, we know of him, you know, he met secretly with the Flyers. We don't know what teams he told. I don't want to go to you. Is Does it seem like Dimitrov may be just a, a little bit easier to handle? Or, or like, does it seem like maybe less red flags around Dimitrov? Or is it just kind of, you never know with the Russian kids? It's hard for us to tell. Um so much stuff comes out and I swear half of it feels like it's somebody made it up. <laughs> like I'm it sure me, I made it half <laughs> not, not that stuff with the Meech Cup. Like that's yeah. like confirmed. But prior to the draft, like there was yeah. stuff around Meech Cup, but it was like, what stuff and who's saying this? I don't know anyone who's even two sources away from a Russian person. How am I hearing this? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like Meech Cup, it, it was also had like esteemed status in Russia during a very mm-hmm. interesting time to have esteemed status in Russia. I feel like that gave him leverage that like other Russian players may not usually have. Fair. It's so hard to speak on someone's camp when, especially from that, like that's the hardest region to know anything on. So yeah, I would just assume it works out. Usually that's just the approach I have with the Russian players. If they're a high end Russian player, just assume it's any other nation and don't really overthink it. Okay. If there's issues with the camp and stuff, they'll probably start to show up ahead of time. But I and we're so far out right now for the draft. Yeah, like right? we're like, you know we're we're six months out right now. So it's it's yeah, crazy it's still how up. far we are right now. Like Demidov's got time to you know reveal something, I guess. But I think for the most part, like he'll be pretty receptive to go to any team. Like I'd be surprised if it was otherwise. And I yeah, think and, San Jose is like a great team for Demidov too. Is not like any team that's going to be drafting him unless he falls is going to yeah. be a contender. So he's not like that's not going to be a part of it, right? Every top end prospects know they're going to like a team that's in the middle of a rebuild. It's San Jose's got wicked pieces to play with. Like Eklund is about as fun a young player. And you can be like, look, man, Eklund's a center now. Like, we, look who you can play with. Will Smith is Will on Smith. Will Smith's going to, yeah, like by the time Demidoff uh, comes over to you, like Will Smith's going to be a shark, whether it's at the end of this season or at the end of next season, if they send him back to Boston College for another season. Like, look, you get to go play with these dudes who are like yeah, some of the most right? creative, like, high end, like guys that in the past couple seasons. Actually, so. In- in fact, now that I'm actually thinking on it, I was going to say an Eklund Smith Demidov line would be sick, and it would, but it almost wouldn't be worth it because it'd be too sick, and only one of them gets the puck at a time. And it almost would be worth wasting the assets to stack them on a line like that. When that's why you put Musty their, on there and let Musty go crazy. Uh, Quentin Musty, Musty just would like be a, an interesting fit with Demidov. 
actually because musty just bulldozing people and demodov yeah. just skate yeah so musty and they we, beat we... off of each other i mean ivan's got a little bit of like he's got to get better playing through contact he definitely mm. struggles with this like there's another russian player who i adore to death nikita artamanov he's shredding the khl like he's 1000 percent a khl player if you send him down to a lower league he'd look Probably yeah. worse than he does now because he's so used to playing a KHL pace. Demidov struggled when he went up, but not because, like, not for reasons where it's like, I'm going to see him struggling long term. In a year or two, Demidov will be like the best player in the KHL, like, without question. He will be just ripping it apart like Caprizov did. He's just, I don't know. Sometimes with the Russian junior players, some they just get a little tunnel vision. They get a little focus. It can happen to any region, but so maybe yeah. it's not even a Russian thing. It's like a they get tunnel vision. They get fo- they bad focus sometimes, like almost like bad habits because they don't. There's yeah. there's no consequences if they're like they're the best player playing amongst children. Uh, like they can kind of do whatever they want. And they try to kind of get away with whatever they want. So. Yeah. Um, Really quick, I mean, before we kind of get into the 2024 draft, uh, what do you think is his timeline before he is in the NHL? So, I mean, he comes over after his contract and is over uh, done with in the KHL. Um, I would assume he probably spends at least half a year to a year in the AHL to get, at least get used to the North American game, you know, get used to North American coaching. Uh, and then are we looking at a potential, like... Calder trophy. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good I honestly I think that's the right way of looking at it. He's definitely needs like a full season of playing pro like a pro, without question. Yeah. Which I'm hoping is next year. Then you get the transitional year of him coming over, or he maybe he stays over there for a year, maybe comes over, plays the AHL. I kind of view him on like the Brad Lambert path personally, where like Lambert did the year of junior where he was like, nope. I'm just Brad Lambert. You do try and stop me. Then he went to the yeah. AHL this year and is absolutely destroying the AHL. <sighs> and it's like, I know. Okay. Well, believe me, I check quite often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. I like Philip Massar, but we messed up too. Don't worry. Yeah. I check quite often. Uh, I'm big bad Brad. So yeah. And Brad's like hundred uh, percent an NHL player next year. He looked unbelievable in preseason this year. He was like the best player from that draft in preseason when I watched him. I was like, oh my goodness, he looks incredible. um, Actually, that was, I'm mixing this up. It was after the draft. I remember watching him in preseason when he got a few games with Winnipeg. I was like, oh wow. I don't even think I watched him with the Jets this year, but I watched him in the AHL and was like, oh my goodness. They literally can't stop him if they tried. And that's kind of going to be the path that path that like Demidov Ivan goes on. And when he does show up to the NHL and he's like ready, the mm-hmm. human highlight reel will start almost instantly. All right, he might uh, even let's... be ready sooner. Just saying, like I'd be say, I'd say two years like currently, but it could be a lot better than that. Shakir Mukhbadulin slinging passes to Ivan Demidov. Get used to it. All right, guys, before we continue with our good friend Sam, uh, we get into some of the 2024 draft thoughts, um, find out who he thinks is going to be the best non-Celebrini player in the draft five years from now. Um, Before we do all that, just need to take a quick break.
Um, all right, let's uh, swing over to some of your broader 2024 draft. Uh, you released your rankings. Of course, yes. you did have Macklin Celebrini, uh, number one. I think that's pretty much locked in stone unless like Celebrini blows out his knee or something like that. Celebrini's, uh, he's hashtag good. Um, you then had Demidov number two, and then you had kind of some interesting names here because you've kind oh, of seen a lot of... The- the defenseman starting to kind of creep up there, but you were, you kind of went, uh, Berkeley Canton at number three. So, uh, give me your thoughts at least before we kind of on this 2024 draft and why you think it's, it's probably going to change a bunch between now and then. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't think the top three moves for me. Okay. At this point in time. Caden Lindstrom is the player who, if he has an even more improvement to his game, where it's like, okay, well, look at the guy. He's like six foot thousand feet tall. He's got every tool in the book. A gifted skater if he was 5'11, but he's at that height, he's just moves like a god. Um, brilliant shooter, brilliant skill in motion, super fluid. He could be a guy that kind of knocks down the number three spot. But Berkeley Catton feels like such a guaranteed thing. Like, he mm-hmm. doesn't make a mistake on the ice. He's extremely smart. And I mean, like, like the type of smart where, like, the only other name that gets this level of intelligence kind of graded towards them is Celebrini. Like, he's got that... When you watch Celebrini, you're like, well, he just gets the game better than everybody. You watch yeah. Berkeley Catton, you're like, there's does anyone in the WHL think like Berkeley Catton does? I don't know. I'm pretty sure like he instantly jumps in the NHL, reads the game at perfect pace day one. Like one of those players where it's like there's no big transition. Smooth skater. People like he's not the fastest dude. I mean, for mm-hmm. third overall by third overall stage, he's still a fantastic skater. Super yeah. agile, super skilled, unbelievable vision and anticipation and timing. Feels like the amount of times you watch Catton get into a situation like Berkeley, what do you do? How did you see that? Oh. <laughs> One of those kind of oh. And it's like it's, it's not even the play where it, you think he's gonna make and he still tries to pull it off. It's like he'll fake one thing and then it's just he does something else entirely and he hits some guy three teammates away from him and you're in stride perfectly. No one's paying attention to him. He uses gravity super well. He shakes off pressure and transitions super well. He is God's gift to the WHL this year for um, <laughs> rookie players or at draft eligible players, and is pretty easy to just picture playing in the NHL in like two years. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Zach Benson shocked us all by going this early, but we yeah. all knew like he would look good if he did. Catton will look good. Just hopefully he goes back for a year to get a little better. But Catton's gonna look good right away. Uh, one guy I want to ask you about. Uh, we did. I did my profile on him last week. Um, Artem Levshinov, who a lot of people think is potential top five, no worse than like six, seven, eight pick. You have him at twenty two. Why do you hell? Why do you hate Belarusian players? Uh, what's your thing against <laughs> <laughs> NCAA so, Belarusian players? I feel the need to do a disclaimer. I don't think Levshinov is like that awful of a player. I personally don't have interest. He, I look for a specific type of style. I always kind yeah. of like vision this, like if I'm building a team out, I need defenders who do these roles specifically. You only get four top four defenders. You kind of need all four to have a, low, a level of uh, 
synchronization between them, the harmony in the way they play. Levshinov mm -hmm. is a very chaotic defender in a way that I'm not comfortable with. And there's a lot of things that can go wrong. He has really fluid passing in motion, like really fluid passing in motion and great vision with it too. I'm not really concerned about that part. I think it'll be like a day one like step in the NHL and it'll be surprisingly, it'll project pretty well. Yeah. Um, defensively, I don't know what the hell he is. Uh, <laughs> he's like He can be good to the point where I'm like, okay, maybe I am underrating you, but then he'll go three shifts actively trying to disprove me on this. And it's like on that line where I can't tell if it's a thing to be concerned about or not. I do feel like he's going to trend upwards, not down. There's 0% chance like 22 is the absolute lowest. And it's like, that's the nice thing about a January board. It's like, I'm not trying to say yeah. like come June, I think he's 22. But right now I thought of 21 guys that I right now prefer. He's shoots a lot, like a lot, a lot. And the scariest, by far the scariest thing. And I don't know if I talked about Denton Matejchuk with you specifically, but um, he's basically Denton Matejchuk from 2022 when Matejchuk would do nothing but play fourth forward a lot. I do and like that. Defense is for nerds. Go score points. <laughs> I can't, See, if that's your thing, then you're going to be a huge fan of Levshinov. I, I love the fourth forward thing very yep. selectively like very selectively it yeah. scares me a lot because when i watch nhl games i'm like how many defensemen actually play like this and the answer is well almost none and then i look eric at guys carlson. like Matejcha. yeah but he's not eric carlson he's so not eric carlson. The there's only one eric carlson yeah, yeah right <laughs> yeah. like it scares the hell out of me because he doesn't have that level of super advanced passing like i mean like he can just hit guys in stride yep. really nice and things like that like passing through three layers of defense and like nailing your forward in stride and all that type of stuff i it, it rare in his game if you lose rtm levchnov in the defensive zone because you watch the puck go elsewhere and like a big scramble happen and you're like oh we're yeah he's not over at the right spot anymore where is he i look to the goal line and i often find him yeah that's a defender at the goal line. Now, his team is cool with it. This is obviously not just like a personal play. Like, you can't just do that and not get benched if your coach didn't want you to. Michigan yeah. State wants him playing like this. So, I, it, that's the part of the puzzle, right? Like, at some point, an NHL team's going to be like, well, I don't want you doing it like that. Like, that's insane, man. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah. And then he's, I don't think he's talented enough where someone's going to look at him and be like, actually, you're so good at it. I want to build around you and change my system to account for this so if you take that away from him where he scores a lot of his best offense comes from being super deep he doesn't really have the tools to come off the blue line against nhl players a high-end way he can do it i'm not going to doubt that but he it's yeah. not going to be like highlight real quinn hughes kale mccart like that part of his game he's not that he doesn't have yeah. the skating for that he doesn't have the skill for that he has the shot to kind of like step in and shoot a lot and I look at him and I'm like, you're going to play. I don't think you're going to be bad. I don't think you're going to be great. And I don't stylistically think you're the player that I'm looking for. Just so what I'm are you going to be when you be as a, as a, yeah. And I was low on, I kept Matejchuk in the twenties throughout the entirety of the year. I think this yeah. draft doesn't have enough people to keep Levshinov in the twenties, but I don't think he's ever going to get past like 15 for me by proxy of just like 
already know there's 15 guys I really, really, really like. Mm-hmm. And there's about 10 other ones that are interesting in a lot of different ways. And he's in that category, but I don't know what to do with them. And when I look ahead, I'm like, I, because I, I, I had some people message me and they're like, 22 is insane. I'm like, I get it. I'm not saying like I'm doing it at the day of the draft, but excuse me. I look yeah, ahead. Questions. And yeah, I see the 21 guys ahead. I'm like, there's only two of them where I'm like, okay, I really see where you guys are coming from. Maybe I'm a little bit out to lunch on this. I'll rethink it a bit. But yeah. the other 19, I'm like, makes sense to me. Kind of deal. All right, Sam, let's get you out of here on uh, last two our blood questions that we always ask. So question number one, uh, other than Macklin Celebrini, five years from now, who's going to be the best player in this draft i haven't done with all i think we had a feeling (laughs) i i'm like and i've said this one already so this is like i'm gonna it's not just because of the stream like said this on scouts stream said this in my write-up said this on scouts stream in the past i think i've tweeted it once probably not i don't really try i try to not tweet anymore (laughs) Um, good for you yeah thank you (laughs) but yeah he would be the bet if not him caden lindstrom Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I know we're a bajillion months out before the draft, but come draft day, where does Ivan Demidov go? What pick? I have no idea. I you could gotta make a team taking him at like, I don't think he goes top three by proxy of one dude is six, eight. Like Anton Saliev <laughs> is a monster and NHL teams can't stop looking at guys that height and going Victor Hedman and taking one. Um, Cole Eiserman scores too many goals, but I think the NHL might actually sour on him a bit, or at least it just takes one or two teams to let him fall a little bit. Caden Lindstrom is almost a guarantee in my eyes to go like second overall by the time the draft comes because he's so big and monstrous. Wouldn't be surprised if some random narrative comes and he Slikovsky's himself in the first. It shouldn't happen, but I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't be as bad as we'll get there about three weeks before the draft you know how this yeah right yeah i think those three have the top three kind of on lock maybe levshanov and then it could be anybody like it, it feels extremely open from the nhl's perspective and it just takes one team to look at that feet and go you literally do not get guys like this unless you draft them like that's all it's going to take but who does it i don't know is there going to be that russian factor thing i don't know how many teams are going to talk themselves out of it for some random reason that kind of doesn't make sense and then take like a dude who might be a second line guy in the best case scenario. Uh, it's so hard to guess. I would say the the number for me is seven, specifically because that's how many teams passed until Eklund was taken. And I feel like this is the probably the most comparable situation. Congrats, Montreal. There's a you lot got of- Ivan Demidov. As of right now, Montreal's right as of uh January 31st, Montreal is seventh. So I know that would make you really excited. Clip this Uh, when when it happens. Just kidding, they won't pick him, they'll take Lepshinov and I'll cry. Um, so yeah, a man can dream, Sam. Sam, you've said it all. Where can the people find you, buddy? You can find me on Twitter at Sam underscore McGilligan. You can also find my work on Puck Preps, 
highly recommend subscribing there, especially if you're ever looking at anything in terms of just like who the young players are coming up for the next few drafts. They're working on players born in 2008 and 2009 right now. Like that's where the, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm used to the, those numbers now, but man, every time I, the new draft comes, or, like the next year starts, they're going to be doing 2010. There will be a 10 there. And I will just. That was like, last week. Yeah, that was I'll last look week. I was out of high school. Like, I graduated high school in 2003. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, shit. I was married. I was married. Yeah. Like, when these kids, I got married when these kids uh, were born. So, uh, yeah, also, we can find you being the ouch in scouting. Uh, I'll scout stream. I'm actually, there in person with them. It Good works out somehow. He, he invites and you down to the basement. <laughs> yes. And sometimes he even lets me leave. <laughs> uh, Sam, uh, you said it all. We'll catch, we'll catch you again. I'm sure you will be back multiple times uh, as Absolutely. we continue your rip, our draft coverage. Uh, so until next time, buddy. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Sam McGilligan on Ivan Dimidov. Um, I... If the Sharks are top three, I struggle to see them taking Demidov just because I think uh, there's a lot of questions right with Demidov and especially the Russian factor, et cetera, et cetera. But if the Sharks sneak out and maybe they're sitting at five, um, I think there's a legitimate question, kind of like the Mitchkov question last year, but maybe with not as many red flags. And again, we're recording this in January. So by the time we get to the draft, there'll probably be a lot more clarity on kind of Demidov in his future again. It's just, it's, there's so much you have to kind of take into account with the Russian players, but um, he's super exciting. There is the big risk reward, but it sounds like if he hits, he is going to be an absolute home run of a hit, uh, which would be pair really nicely with Musty and Smith and Eklund and Gushin. Um, so I'm curious to see as we get kind of more and more on the draft, what happens with Demidov and where the, you know, kind of how things shake out with him again, uh, recording these super early, but people want draft profiles and I love recording draft profiles. So um, that's going to be it for me today. We'll be back next week uh, where we're going to look at where the sharks stand almost, uh, you know, 11 months, I guess, after 12 months or almost to a full year after the Timo Meyer trade. Uh, I got to kind of dig into that and see how the Sharks are looking after it. Um, and then we're going to, of course, have AHL All-Star coverage because I will be in San Jose uh covering the AHL All-Star game. So look for, especially on YouTube, going to have plenty of content there for that. Um, so yeah, that's going to be it. Make sure you follow along wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can watch on YouTube as well. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Locked on Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at MyFryHole. Till next week, my friends. <laughs>